and welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 102, and we're following the breadcrumbs. Who's we, you may ask? Well, I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and I'm joined today by my faithful and uh, trusty co-hosts, Brenda Burl and Matthew Stubblefield. Brenda, Matthew, good day. And to you. Good day, sir. <laughs> good day, indeed. And it's a good day to dive in to a whole bunch of updates in the cloud. When isn't it? It's always a good day to look at the cloud, right? Mm-hmm. First up, and the shortest, is Bitbucket. Because now you'll be able to transition a Jira issue status from a pull request when it's being merged. And that's it for Bitbucket. It's a, it's a nice that's it. It's a nice that's it. Much more in the realm of confluence. Um, so you can easily see the context of your page using the breadcrumb at the top. You can uh, expand elements, or the expand element opens when you're following the link to heading. Uh, let's see, all headings in the new editor have a built-in linkable URL. Uh, that is nice. Uh, let's see, you can bulk archive up to 500 pages at a time. Oh, I do yeah. like some bulk archiving, so I'm all over that one. Archiving a page lets you take outdated or no longer relevant piece of content and store it. When you archive it, you remove it from the page tree and from the quick search. Makes it easier for you and your team to find what's relevant to current work, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You can find the option to archive in the more actions menu or the three dots. Um, and we'll have some more on that in a little bit. Um, you can include a version comment when publishing and that can that's viewable in the page history. And you can now invite other people to edit your page with you from inside the Confluence editor. There's a plus sign at the top right of the page. Copy and share that link or add your collaborators' names to invite them via Confluence notifications. Solid update. I am a big fan <laughs> of group document editing. I was like on the Google wave back in the day, you know what I'm saying? I tried to surf that wave as soon as possible, only for it to crash. It's turning to Jira. Uh, it's all about advanced roadmaps this week. First up, view switching in the cloud. So there's just more options for changing how you can view things. And even better, in addition to these new filters and tools, you can save your settings uh, and then share that view uh, with, with other people, which is pretty sweet. So you've now got a, a basic view, a top-level planning view, dependency management view, and sprint capacity management view. And with that you know, that concept of sprint capacity management review, that's obviously targeted at Scrum. Our next update to advanced roadmaps from Atlassian is for Kanban. So a better Kanban capacity algorithm. Uh, what this is doing is, you know, previously it was, um, I don't know, kind of like blunt. I'm not sure how to, how to phrase it exactly, but like it sort of made an assumption that, that Kanban issues would uh, be like a week long, or if it wasn't, it spread this out evenly across the week. Now it's looking more at the team's capacity. So for instance, the, the example they gave is if you have an issue that's going to take 40 hours over the course of two weeks, instead of doing 20 hours per week, it's now going to put as many hours uh, as possible in the first week, whatever there's capacity for, whether that's 40, 30, 29, 5. You know, so it's going to take a smarter look at capacity and then put the remaining hours in the second. Uh, so they've got some documentation on understanding team capacity uh, to, to help explain that further. And sorting by custom fields. Uh, as we talked about previously in the podcast, tons of custom fields have been added to advanced roadmaps for Jira in the cloud uh, over the last few months. And uh, now there's some more options to filter using some of those, uh, single choice select, multiple choice select, checkbox, radio, and label. Now, beyond what's in the uh, 
quasi-release notes. It's like a blog post that says, here's what's changed this week. Uh, we've also got a community article we'll link to about the new issue view in Jira Cloud. And we've been talking about the new issue view, I feel like, for at least two years now. <laughs> like, it's been one of those very iterative rolling out things. And Atlassian's been doing a lot of data gathering on this. They've they've been doing A-B testing. Things have moved around constantly. Uh, the, the big news here is that all Jira Cloud users are going to be transitioned to the new issue view. So starting this month, October 2020, all users uh, who are still on the old issue view will be notified uh, with the removal date and other details. And then between October 2020 and March 2021, um, there will be more updates about upcoming changes, letting you know when they ship features. And then in March of 2021, at the end of the month, they'll start moving people to that new issue view. Uh, You will still be able to click back to the old issue view, but it sounds to me like this will be kind of an automatic, you know, you log in and that day you're looking at the new issue view. Temporarily, you can go back to old, but it is going to go to new eventually. And it's nice that we're getting this really advanced notice. Um, This is something that Atlassian has received criticism for in the past that they just sort of made changes. Uh, I mean, six months, you know, just about six months of notice and the ability to move things back, uh, communications win there. And I will say, as as a longtime Jira user, I was skeptical of the new issue view early on. After using it, I I got I kind of like it, uh, you know. But I'm I'm also reaching that point of yeah, <laughs> I'm reaching that point of like a lot of complex workflows and stuff like that is is just getting to be too much for me. Like I I don't have time. I just need to get the stuff in, communicate with my team, transition quickly. There's there's a lot to say for the new issue view. Being able to pin uh, fields to the top of it, being able to change how I see the attachments, um, just general quickness of bringing stuff up and working with it, I'm really liking. So uh, I don't know, I, given Atlassian, we'll, we'll try not to report about this every single podcast. It feels like we talk about new issue view a lot, but certainly come March of 2021 or April of 2021, I'm sure we'll be talking about the, the transition uh, as everybody has to move to new. paraphrase of one of the great cinematic masterpieces of the last hundred years. When will the new issue view be now? <laughs> Sounds like April 2021. We will be there. Then <laughs> we'll be now. And uh, while we're having a little bit of fun, you may remember on the last episode of the podcast, we talked about a little cloud update around uploading files to your Bitbucket pull requests. Well, um, Atlassian dropped an article in Community about that very same subject, and what did they feature but a, a meme? Yeah, so that that's exactly what the feature is for. It's to upload your awesome SpongeBob <laughs> gifts, right? That's why you do that? Is that why you do that? I, uh, I certainly add a SpongeBob gift to every pull request I've ever made. <laughs> why wouldn't you? Well, why wouldn't you? I think the big question last podcast was, because it wasn't just about adding attachments, but it was increasing that size of attachments, if I recall correctly. Yep. Uh, and Maybe that was on the server side and not on cloud, but um, I explicitly calls out uh, integrations, Giphy, Dropbox, Google Drive, doesn't say anything about size. I particularly like the integration with Google Drive. We use um, Google Suite now, as of today, called Google Workspaces, 
with a rebranding out from Google as they tend to do, you know, seven times a year. Um, so yeah, having, the, having those uh, third-party integrations right there in cloud is very, very nice. And then, as I mentioned previously, there was one more update around Confluence Cloud. Um, this one is still very much in test and not going to be rolling out quite yet. Um, there, Atlassian is going to make some UI updates to the overflow menu, the three dots menu. Um, and that is going to affect apps and integrations just a, a little bit. So if you're using web items or web sections, there's certain extension points. Um, this is going to change where the apps appear in that overflow menu. Um, so instead of just being in a predefined section, apps and other integrations are all going to be grouped in their own dedicated section in the menu. Um, so it's available on test instances now that are participating in the Confluence ecosystem beta program. Rollout's going to be, you know, fairly typical rollout. Uh, so this is really just something I think that Atlassian is notifying the developers right now. Just if you're a user, be aware that the menu is going to shift a little bit at some point. Relatively minor and yet not minor update, uh, depending on your approach to it. does also bring us to a little bit of meta context. Now, I don't want to give our listeners too much inside baseball, but if you also try and keep up with the Atlassians, maybe you didn't know that they're putting some fairly weighted news in community as opposed to in blog posts and so on these days. So that's, you know, we've been going down that breadcrumb trail for a little while now, and that's where it's led us. Yeah, like we started with release notes and three of our tabs, the last three stories we went to were a community blog post and then developer community. So we'll be adding those to our regular rotation of places to make sure we check so we can bring you that news. <laughs> We're going to read those pages so you don't have to. <laughs> and I just want to take a minute to call out a really nice little UI element on the developer community page itself. Um, I was I was reading over this and I, I noticed on the, the right side, you know, September 29th, one of 10. One of 10, mm -hmm. what is this? There's a nice little slider that takes you through the article and its comments. That is cool. And it, at first, I didn't know what I was looking at. And I was like, is this, there are 10 articles in September? What, what? But once I realized what it was doing, I, real, I thought that's a really nice little feature. And I would venture to guess that at some point that's going to become available to the editor. No? No, this is, um, this is a plugin called Discourse. Ah, Okay. I learned a thing today. Yeah, this is a um, this is a a, a chat or a, a BBS tool basically, or a, a forum tool. Yeah, and it's, it's running in Confluence. It's slick. Yeah, I like it. Highly cool. recommend. Um, yeah, just kind of a random thing, slightly on a tangent from what I was slated to talk about, but I just I thought that was really nice. <laughs> nice. And so kudos to Discourse for putting out a very very nice little plugin. Yeah. So that's Confluence Cloud. Um, Confluence Server um, on the 29th of September, uh, 7.8.0 was released uh, with some nice, nice little updates. Um, for data center, capturing still more end user activity in the audit log, including when someone performs a search, what terms were entered. Search performed is included in the full logging coverage lo level. 
Um, if you don't want to collect search term data, which you may not want to, you can disable that event using a system property. Um, increase label limit for page properties report macro. Um, had a limit of 20 labels, which kind of restricted the design. That limit is now 60. Um, I, for one, cannot make the page properties report macro work correctly. So that is completely irrelevant to me. But if you're using <laughs> the page properties report macro, you can now include 60 labels. Um, if you disable a macro, um, oh, by the way, page properties report disabled macros and the last thing I'll talk about are all applicable to both server and data center. Um, disabled macros will preserve content. Um, previously, if they contained body content and you disabled them, that content would be lost. That is now retained. Um, you'll still see a placeholder image that says unknown macro, um, but if you reactivate it, it's, it's still there. We're replacing whitelist and blacklist with allow list and block list. Booyah. I really like this. This is, this is a, first of all, it's, it's just, it's a social thing. Um, things are not just black and white. Um, it's a nice little diversity nod. Um, and it also makes more sense to me, allow list and block list. So major kudos on that one. Um, and then there's a list of bugs that have been resolved. Um, we'll have a link to this page in the show notes. Um, something like 14 bugs have been, been uh, resolved in 7.8.0. Uh, so if you're anxious to upgrade and get the latest version, um, head out to the page we'll link to in the show notes. That wraps it up for server. Next up on the Alaskan Ecosystem Podcast is what we like to call wild speculation. Going wild. Uh, though, <laughs> in this case, it's a little less wild and a bit more like... Uh, Reading the writing? <laughs> trying to not be boring as we talk about uh, Atlassian's annual report to the Security and Exchange Commission on how their company is doing. Uh, specifically, we wanted to draw attention to uh, page 61. We'll link to the PDF, which is uh, available. We've just got like a link through CloudFront. Um, but this is Atlassian's annual filing with the SEC because they're publicly traded stock, right? And uh, this bullet point down here, trend information. I didn't actually check and see what section this was part of. It was it was one of the things brought to my uh, attention here. But um Page 61, trend information, starts off with a lot of, we're investing in cloud, uh, we've completed full rollout of free cloud additions, we're migrating large customers to cloud, it's one of our most important priorities. Uh, COVID-19 has not had a material adverse impact on Atlassian's financial condition. Um, also cloud, 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 cloud. And then there's this paragraph in this section that reads, Across our deployment options, we expect to see less revenue growth in the fiscal year ending June 30, 2021 from pricing and packaging. Any price optimizations will be specifically targeted to support our long-term business strategy. Pausing there for an interjection. One might surmise their long-term business strategy is cloud, not Where server. Where would they get that idea? I, well, uh, After the previous four paragraphs. And then... Uh, we will offer loyalty discounts to incentivize eligible existing enterprise server customers to migrate to our cloud products. Uh, so here's the speculative part. Um, I've been saying now that I expect server to die. I mean, not die, but like 
I expect it to hit end of life. I, I really expect Atlassian to say, you know what there is? There's cloud and there's data center. And server will be gone in um, 2021. That's, I've been calling that for about five years now. I've been saying it's probably going to be 2021. When server gets sunset, it'll have one last long-term you know, support release. Two years later, 2023, it'll be gone. So there's my wild speculation for the day based on the SEC report. I think it's all cloud, all data center, all subscription model payments. That's, that's the key. Ryan's reacting on Zoom here. Well, but that's what it is. That it is not about the technology itself. It's it's moving to a. In my opinion, I think it's all mm-hmm. about the payment model. It's all about a subscription payment model, so that they can smooth out the income bumps and please investors. It's not a technology decision. At, so yeah, it saddens me on that end because there are some people who just want to buy their stuff and have it. Yeah. Yeah, and I do recognize on the technology end, you know, way back in the day, uh, you had clustered cache support in Jira and Confluence. There was no server versus data center. It was just there was a checkbox. You did some settings, you turned it on, and you could do multiple nodes, just like you do in data center today. But data center is vastly more complex than it, you know, than that version was years ago. Um, it does a lot more stuff. It has a lot more features and tools. Um, you know, I Atlassian. Products are still one of the least expensive work management solutions out there, especially given the extensibility and automation and everything else you get with it. So, like, I'm not like, I'm not busting your chops, Atlassian. Uh, no, but for no. our viewers at home, it's a thing to continue to be aware of. It's not really a big secret. Everybody's been kind of seeing this, but since this was in the in the SEC report talking about through June 30, 2021. We've got summit, you know, virtual summit coming up. Uh, I can't remember the date, but like March, April, 2021. Maybe we'll have an announcement there. Maybe it'll be in June. Maybe it'll be in 2020. You know, later in 2021 or 2022. But like, I I think that's coming. I think it's I think it's more likely. And now that we've seen um, some some tacit acknowledgement that cloud revenue, that what they're effectively saying is. We think cloud revenue is healthy. We think it's going to go up. We're going to incentivize more people to migrate to cloud. We expect non-cloud revenue to stay flat or go down. That's that's effectively what they're saying. Uh, and it begs the question of why do they think that? Why don't they invest in that? Now, I this is my speculation. Um, so you heard it here. I don't know. Probably for the 80th billion time, I am not the first to suggest that uh, that this is Atlassian's long-term play. Um, it's definitely cloud. I know we're hearing that message loud and clear at Adaptivist. We're doing a lot more cloud development. You're going to see more and more of that. And going back to something we talked about like last year, Atlassian's cloud security sort of drive. I still give them kudos. If they can nail security in the cloud the way that they're talking about, it's it's world-changing. That's a big deal. So exciting times. Uh, we'll try to remember which podcast we talked about this on and link back to it when the, the speculation comes true. Winner if. <laughs> Adaptivist Live. We read SEC filings so you don't have to. <laughs> Wowzers. Uh, lastly, from the Atlassian front, this edition, we have some cool updates to Trello. Uh, this, the consumer facing productivity tool, uh, has added a, some new keyboard shortcuts, one that uh, Z. To undo, so no more uh, no more clumsy Trelloing, and Shift Z to redo. Now you might count those as one shortcut, but Trello does not. They'll they'll justify their decision uh, in the show notes. 
You also have card templates on mobile and new improved map functionality uh, in your browser and mobile apps as well. So look for that in your Trello and have fun with those new keyboard shortcuts. And now it's time for some news from Adaptivist. And joining me to share some of that news is my friend and managing consultant in the scaled agility practice, Riz Hassan. Riz, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me here today. Oh, a real pleasure to see you, sir, as always. Riz, what are the headlines over in the world of scaled agility? Uh, well, right now in the Atlassian world, uh, it really is zero line. This thing has really caught a lot of interest among uh, organizations that we work with uh, in the past, um, organizations who are new to Atlassian, who have had a pretty large Atlassian footprint. Um, this tool is really being seen as the all-in-one Swiss army knife of a tool that can handle any type of scaled agile transformation. So uh, in terms of headlines, this is something we're hearing a lot about. Uh, we have a lot of customers talking to us about it. Uh, we're doing uh, some more public uh, events to you know educate our audience about it. Uh, so from a tooling point of view, that's what's hot right now. And uh, speaking of events to get the word out, you're taking part in one of our champion hour uh, question and answer webinars with some of our colleagues and Chad from the Align team at Atlassian. So uh, tell us a little bit more about what that's all about. Uh, so that webinar is, so I'm actually going to be a panelist on that webinar. Um, I have uh, another esteemed colleague on my team, uh, Jennifer Yolen, who will be uh, the moderator. And we're going to take that time to answer some questions that uh, people have submitted to us about um, not just the tool, but how it can actually help and what are the practical implications of actually getting that deployed, implemented, and the challenges uh, and the benefits of, of, uh, of a transformation using the tool as kind of a compass to see how it's going. So what is Chad from Atlassian bringing to this conversation? So Chad's actually joining us from Atlassian, but previously he was a solution architect at Agilecraft. So the company that actually developed the product and had been uh, implementing the product uh, for years before Atlassian even acquired it. So he's going to bring a lot of his experience with uh, the tool, but also around the practical uh, implications of what it means to actually implement it because it, it's not just a tooling solution. It's a people process uh, uh, challenge as well. So he's going to bring a lot of great insight into that and also um, the current future of what that looks like now that it's joined uh, the Atlassian ecosystem of products. Nice. So we will, of course, share a link to register for that webinar in our show notes today. The Jira Align webinar featuring uh, yourself, John Kern, and Chad from Atlassian is going to be on October 13th at 10 a.m. Really looking forward to that. Riz Hassan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks, man. Always a pleasure. Well, I think we have followed the breadcrumbs to the end of our episode today. Um, as always... Dear viewers at home, listeners, longtime fans, we thank you for spending your time with us. Um, as always, you can connect with us on social media. Um, we will be posting the show notes um, with links to all of the goodies that we've talked about today. Um, and, you know, 
It is October 2020, or as some people have been saying, March 180th. Um, I just wish you and your families safety and health in these trying times. Thanks again for spending part of your day with us. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, it's the Adaptivist Live crew signing off.